You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast, and this is episode number 39. If you've been on this earth for more than a year, you've probably heard the word no more times than you can count. Isn't it amazing how one word with one syllable can have so much power? That's the topic on this week's podcast episode. Whether you've been denied a job or an unanswered prayer, whenever we are given a no, it really is never easy. But what if we've held onto such a negative narrative about the word no that we totally miss the good in it? As we head into the brand new year, I think exploring this answer might help us prepare for a successful 2020. Maybe you look back on this last year and realize you've been saying a lot of yeses and not a lot of noes, and maybe you're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. This episode is for you. So let's not waste any more time, my friends. Here is episode number 39 that I am calling The Power of No. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time, but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash hello awesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash hello awesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much and just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing. Did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right. Just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. I am pleased to announce that the Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by the modest fashion clothing brand Nuggles. Aiming to always provide beautiful, comfortable, and affordable apparel, Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style. You don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with Nuggles. In fact, Hello Awesome listeners can use the 10% off exclusive discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Go to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. 
Hey, hey, we are back here on the Hello Awesome podcast with the last solo show of 2019. And of course, I had to choose a topic that will hopefully help us succeed in the new year. At least that's the goal, right? Now, as I was praying about the podcast and pondering over study notes, I kept having this phrase come to my mind. And actually, I saw it confirmed throughout social media, and I knew that I needed to do an episode about it. The power of no. Of course, I wanted to see what you guys thought, and I asked on my Instagram stories, so I wanted to share some of the responses because they were so good, and I think this is a great way to open up the show today. Now, the question was, what does the power of no mean to you? And you said, a no is just as good as a yes. It's for our good. It means balance and sanity. No may disappoint someone else, but it can enrich you. It means I have priorities I'm trying to keep in check. Not being afraid of hearing rejection, whether it's from God or from someone who you care about. It means I am walking in my conversations and calling without compromise. The power God has in saying no to what we ask so we can learn to trust him completely. Understanding your limits and sticking by them. All of these responses are incredible. But do you know what really impressed me? What really impressed me were the few of you who actually saw this question and saw their weakness. And instead of trying to make sense of the phrase, they just simply said, I have a very difficult time saying no. And I need to say it more often. Do you relate to that? I know I definitely do. There is so much I could say about the word no, but I want to focus on how we use it in our lives and why the negative stigma attached to the word no should be lifted. The word no is defined as an act or instance of refusing or denying by the use of the word. It could be used to describe not any, not at all, or to no extent. The word no is powerful in many ways. In one syllable, you can make a bold statement that could change hearts and lives. Nations can rise and fall, or people's emotions can go up and down just by the word no. We often think the word no is always negative, a denial of something good or of who we are. If we are told no as a child, it could change the course of our dedication to something we once loved or make us more determined to succeed in whatever it is we're being denied. Now, I want you to think about this past year, 2019. When was the last time you said no? When was the last time the word no was said to you? How did you feel in both instances? This one word is like a lasso, pulling specific memories into the forefront of our minds when spoken, bubbling up emotions within that, reminding us of how we felt when no was uttered. I've been listening to the audiobook version of an incredible new book by Jefferson Bethke named To Hell with the Hustle, which speaks about the need to ditch the overwhelm for the simple, according to what Jesus wants for us. I will link it in the show notes for you to snag a copy. I actually already had the idea for this podcast episode about the power of no, when the other day I was listening to that audiobook and Jefferson mentioned the title of the new chapter that I was actually listening to, The Power of No. It was an incredible confirmation again that this topic is just stirring hearts all over. 
and I couldn't write notes fast enough as Jefferson spoke through my earbuds. And so I'm going to just share some nuggets from what I heard, as well as elaborate on what I feel tugging on my heart about it. In modern culture, busyness has become an idol that we worship in the hopes that it can fill voids within us. And while most of us are busy because of things beyond our control like family and work, there are some things we have control over. Here is the honest truth. It is not selfish to say no. Saying no is actually serving our neighbor better. We have bought into the big idea that our decisions on big things are the most important. But what if the biggest thing is actually whether we say yes or no? Where we see the most change is in the million little decisions. The ones that aren't flashy or projected. The ones where whatever we answer means that is where we invest our time. Jefferson speaks a lot about time in this book and he makes the point that we are becoming our clocks. We almost believe that slowing down and being silent is wasted space. But what if slow and silent is bringing into the beauty of just being here right now? We often say yes as if we are not bound by time restraints and as if we have all the time in the world to please everyone and complete everything. Jefferson points out a powerful revelation. We must not buy into the lie that a full schedule means productivity or holiness or achievement. Maybe it's church culture or maybe it's just culture culture, but being busy has replaced devotion and stillness. There is a negative attitude some people have when they hear someone else saying no to things. And I'm not talking about using the word to separate yourself so that you can be alone in your misery and suffering, keeping others at arm's reach while you live your own life. I mean when people use the word no in a way to honor their family, home, mental health, the deepest parts of their heart. Often the response is sour and distasteful as if saying no equals laziness or slothfulness. Maybe it does in some cases, but when we treat those few cases as the majority, it cheapens the richness of the power of no. When we try to put everyone who says no in a box, it's not fair to the individual and their personal convictions. As a mother of two boys, I have realized that there is only so much I can handle, but at the same time, I'm surprised by what I can now handle. However, the Lord has really helped me understand my own weaknesses and my own strengths what I should work on, and honestly, what just is me. And I have learned that sometimes when people criticize my use of no, it's not about me at all. It's really a projection. They want to project their feelings and thoughts onto me instead of trying to understand who I am and how God created me. I might have a hard time saying yes to something that you might jump into without thinking much about it. Or I might struggle with a no when you already have your hand on the doorknob ready to shut it. We are all different. And that's why it's important to not only respect when a person does say no, but remind ourselves that God created each of us very special. A busy schedule for one person might work, but for the other person, it might actually break them. So just remember this. It is never Jesus' goal to have us all strung out in anxiety and worry and stress about what we do with every minute of every day. So if God didn't create us to be anxious and stressed out, 
how can we position ourselves in a way that honors our natural makeup the way he intended? Now, God himself even rested on the seventh day of creating. The Lord choosing to stop and rest is actually a no through action. He was basically using the power of no on that day. I will not work today. A proclamation. A stance on something that mattered to God. Then when he became a man and walked among us, he chose to be limited by his humanity, and that in turn meant that he would need to have more rest. In fact, one of the most popular Bible stories ever told was about Jesus sleeping in a boat during a storm while the disciples were literally freaking out about what to do. They were shouting and trying to hurry Jesus, wondering why he was so calm when calamity and chaos splashed all around them. Mark 4, 38 through 41 says this, And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? How many voices are telling us right now, Carest thou not? Do you not care that we need more volunteers during this event? Do you not care that we need another mom on the PTA? Do you not care that I have a need that you can fulfill right now at this moment when I want you to? How many people are trying to turn our heads right and left to face things that they label as important? But I ask you, what does God ask of you? James 5.12 declares this truth. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea, and your nay nay, lest ye fall into condemnation. Now the Lord placed this scripture into my spirit, and I was honestly shook for a minute because I've heard it being used in a way during preaching about commitment or making sure that you're saying yes to God and no to the world or sin. But what if we stop looking at the bigger picture for a moment? What if protecting what we say yes to is a way to protect us from being led into condemnation? What if all the times we say yes to people and things, we are being led farther and farther from where God is calling us from? And it's not to say helping people is wrong or trying to do the right thing is wrong. But what if saying yes to a friend means you're actually saying no to spending time with your husband who works all day? and he doesn't have time to see you? What if saying yes to more church functions or career events means saying no to resting your recovering sick body? Whenever we say yes to something, we are ultimately saying no to something else. And the opposite is also true. When we say no to one thing, we are saying yes to something else. And most of the time, it's saying yes to something that we actually need. We can't control how busy life is sometimes. It's out of our hands. But the one thing we do have control over 
is our yes and our no. We can steward those things well if we allow the Lord to help us. Have you ever said yes to something you really wanted to say no to? And the entire time you're keeping your commitment, you have this bitterness in your spirit? That's what the scripture is talking about. That bitterness and resentment and irritation is what will lead you into condemnation. It's not about the actual no or the actual yes, but the baggage that comes with each answer. Thinking we have an unlimited time is actually costing us something. It could be our mental health, our physical health, or our peace. Our words matter. I know we look at scripture usually in reference to how kind our words are to one another and the weight that they hold in accordance to anger and malice. But you want to know something profound that God actually placed in my thoughts today during devotion? We need to be careful saying yes and no because whichever word is spoken, it reveals what is within our hearts. And if it's not right, then in time it will come to light how we truly feel. Matthew 12, 35 through 37 says this, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. When we say yes, when we really want to say no, is being dishonest. This dishonesty is because we didn't use our words the way we should have, and it could lead us into condemnation. Now, there will be times that we must deny our urges to say no or to say yes because the other answer is actually better for us or for the situation. So we have to look at each opportunity individually because our answer will determine the fruit of our attitudes and that fruit is what will lead us into condemnation or not. What if saying no is speaking kindness to your own heart, to your relationships, to your time. Respect your limits. Respect your anointing. Respect your time. Respect your yes. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The power of the tongue means that there is power in the words that you say, how you say them, and the heart from which words flow. There is power in no because there is power in the words that you choose to say. Why? Why are words so powerful? Well, I have a theory. We are made in the image of God, the one who created everything with just words. So if the God of all creation can use words to build mountains and fill oceans, why do we assume our words don't matter? Why do we feel inadequate in relation to how or what we speak? Why do we think words don't have weight or power? One of the greatest tragedies of our generation and culture is when we don't protect our yes and no, leaving us wide open like a palace without a gate. When we take responsibility for what we agree to or deny, we are saying that we have value and our choices reflect that. Our time is valuable. Our emotions are valuable. Our work is valuable. Our relationships are valuable. The gate opens for what will nourish and add to who we are in Christ. 
and the gate closes to preserve what was collected. You see, we negatively associate no to something bad. The gate is not only closed, but locked and boarded up. However, what if that's not what we should be focusing on? What if when we say no, it's not about the closed gate, but about what we're keeping safe inside of us, inside of our lives? We can also use this analogy when the power of no comes from God himself. It's not always because we're being disciplined or that there's something wrong, but what if God saying no is actually for our protection? What if there is something beautiful and pure in our lives that he is trying to keep us from being tainted by a yes? If God said yes to everything that we want, we have to ask ourselves, who will we become at the end of it all? Will we be more like Christ if we never suffer? Now, I'm not saying this to be mean or to be crude, but part of reflecting Jesus is also reflecting the sorrow and the pain of life. There would be no cross without it, no salvation or redemption. When Jesus said yes to the cross, it was proclaiming a powerful no toward sin. So we must look at things the way he does. If we are to take up our cross and follow Jesus, saying yes to this call means we must get used to saying no to what we want to do or what we want to have. As hard as it may seem, through trials and tribulations, we are crafted to become better. A continual yes from God could hinder a bigger anointing meant for us. It could stifle our growth as a follower of Jesus. You see, we mistake a yes as a token of validation, and sometimes we hang all of our self-worth on the word itself. It is damaging to think that a no from God means that he doesn't care about us, and yet we do it all the time. I'm reminded of parenting here, and if you are a mom or a dad, I know that you're going to be nodding your head like crazy when I say what I'm about to say. Saying no to my child doesn't mean that I don't love him. I have two sweet and sour boys. That's what I call them because they were so precious and so insane all at the same time. But my youngest is four, Samuel, and he has been testing me so much lately. He is my adventure boy, always imaginative and ready to act out a story. But the problem is this usually involves him catapulting from the back of the sofa onto the cushions. No matter how many times we tell him no, he thinks that we are keeping a secret awesome thing from him, and so he keeps doing it anyway. He thinks that we're trying to stop his fun, which in reality, we're just trying to stop us from having to make another hospital visit again this year. Lord Jesus, please help us. It is all about perspective. His perspective is different from ours. And this is just like us and God. His level of understanding is higher than our own. His knowledge and wisdom far greater in comparison. Not only does he see things in ways that we don't, he knows things we don't, is not dictated by emotions, but facts that we have yet to know ourselves. And honestly, we sometimes may never know them. Think about it this way. What if God said yes to something you asked him for in 2019? How would your life change in 2020 because of his answer? How would you change? Attached to every yes and every no is a key to a door that unlocks new adventures, new challenges, and new memories. You will have to walk through it and experience whatever is behind that door. So ask yourself this, 
If God already knows what is behind each and every door, do you trust his answers for your life? You and I don't have that vision. We can't even see past our own noses sometimes. But God is not bound by limitations right now in his full deity. He is not bound by space or time, and he can see into the future. So, if our God is God, an all-knowing God, can we trust his no for our lives? Has the Lord proven to us in his word that he is trustworthy? To that I would say, yes. Yes, God can be trusted because he sacrificed his life for mine, and therefore I know that whatever his answer is, it is for my good. That whatever is behind the door, he has already seen it and knows how I will be affected by it. And more than that, he has created a plan for me to thrive and to succeed in every aspect of my life. So if what I want is not cohesive with the plans that God already has for me, I need to be okay with whatever answer he gives me, even if it hurts, even if it brings pain, because the story is not done yet whenever we receive an answer. Life is a continual journey of moments and decisions we must make. There will be more times that he will say yes or no, and not all of them will result in heartbreak or disappointment. So if we only focus on one answer from God that we don't agree with, we might be missing so many more that are meant to benefit us and uplift us and catapult us to something greater. This reminds me of starting Hello Awesome. There were many times people would ask me to help them with certain projects and be involved with events, and I could feel God say no in my spirit. Whatever I was being asked to do was not in line with the path that he had for me. We should caution ourselves when amazing opportunities arise not to jump into a yes machine because we can be so blinded by ambition and goals that we forget to protect the power of no. Not every opportunity is a good one, and not every chance to get ahead will really get us to where God wants us to go. The same way God cares about our words in our personal lives, God cares about them in our professional ones too. Here's an example. I used to write articles for some big blogs and websites many years ago, like The Bump and SF Gate Home Guides. I was given some great opportunities to write simple articles that started bringing in a lot of decent money. I was able to even start contributing to the family and helping my husband out, which felt so good. But he was my issue. I couldn't say no. If I felt like I could whip out an article, no problem, I would do it. And I'd start taking more and more articles on, even when I knew that it was probably too much. Saying yes to these articles was saying yes to my career as a writer and being financially stable, but it also meant saying no to playing with my young baby. It also meant saying no to taking the time needed for proper editing. The more I said yes, the less I cared about quality because I was so focused on quantity. This came to a stop when the current editor I was working with felt the last few articles I wrote weren't up to their standards and so I was booted off the team. Legit account frozen, no more writing jobs, literally overnight. And that's when I saw the danger my yes did to my confidence, my motherhood, and my writing career. If only I took my time and used the power of no. I think we sometimes get caught up in the dream world of having a career or hustling or being a girl boss that we forget that we are humans too. We are not limitless creatures and that's totally okay. 
We are not meant to be superhuman, chugging gallons of coffee without sleep and working away all hours every day. While it may seem like saying yes gives us the edge, many times it actually leads us to sabotage. The power of no is drawing lines in the sand and placing healthy boundaries where we need to so that we can be who God wants us to be. The Lord cares about business because he cares about us. Anything that affects our well-being and livelihood, he cares about too. And so if you're just starting out and you feel like you have to say yes to make it and get ahead, resist that lie. You don't have to agree with every custom order that comes along. You don't have to take every sale, go to every craft show, implement every business hack, or even follow every single social media platform that comes out. You don't have to do it. As we wrap up this episode, let me just say this. Ask God to help you make the right choices for you. Take time to evaluate what matters in your life and prioritize according to that. Do not feel pressured to say yes when you want to say no. Pray about it all. Know your weaknesses and your strengths. Understanding that sometimes you will have to answer opposite of your feelings for your own well-being. Remind yourself that nothing is worth your morals, values, or mental health. No one else can make those a priority. That is your job. So protect your answers, and you will in turn protect your heart. And trust God in whatever answers he gives you in life, no matter how painful it is for you, that the ultimate goal is not to make you happy, but to make you holy as he is holy. And sometimes that means denying what you want and waiting for something better to come your way. Now, I'm going to totally miss chatting in your ears over this winter break, but even though the solo shows have come to an end here in 2019, I am bringing you three fresh interviews before I totally say goodbye this year, and you do not want to miss them. You will be hearing amazing conversations the next three weeks with Genesis Cortez about sign language ministry, Ashley Lepo about motherhood and ministry, and we will finish off the season with Chantel Rogers, who will speak about taking chances. Chantel is the owner of our podcast sponsor, Nuggles, and it's going to be a powerful way to end season two. All right, my friend, I really hope that this episode touched your heart. Honestly, it blessed mine while studying and writing for it. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Hello Awesome podcast on iTunes and leave a positive review to spread the love. Hope you have a great week and we'll chat again real soon. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.